What is up, everybody? It's Saturday. You know what that means, because apparently that's just our new schedule now. It's another edition of Curveballs and Chair Shots. My name is Brandon Tegoma, sitting electronically more than six feet away from me as my lovely esteemed co-host, Dominic Cops. And Dominic, back on a Saturday, you know, things are opening up. So, some of us have plans on Fridays now. So, I mean, we're still up in the air because Dominic doesn't know when his schedule will look like, but we're still on the weekends for now. Dominic, how are you doing today? I don't know what that means. Some of us have plans on Fridays. Like, like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Well, last week we did it on Saturday because we were both going to the A's game. And then yesterday, or yeah, yesterday I was going to an indie show. And so, you know, it's all my fault. It's, it, you know, put all the heat on me for why we're doing a later podcast. I know everyone is waiting on pins and needles to listen to us, especially if we got some UFC talk or some other timely things we need to get going about. But uh, so, yeah, it's all my fault. I'm sorry. So throw all your arrows at me and not Dominic. Yeah. Thank you for clearing that up because, you know, I've been getting text messages and emails all day about, you know, how could I be so just dis- not disresponsible, irresponsible about, you know, not recording. And it's like, it's not my fault. But anyways, I'm doing fine, Brandon. I had a uh, lovely night yesterday, had a decent morning and afternoon so far. So just don't ruin my fucking mood. How are you? doing doing fantastic it was fun to go to a wrestling show again to be honest i barely knew anybody there but it was a good time may or may not have taken some cringy photos so stay tuned for those and uh but we had fourth of july on sunday we had a grand old time me you studio audience the mascot and the millions of our fans who came out to the fourth of july barbecue cookout i will admit it brandon did just utterly dominate the beer, the shitty beer pong we played. So, you, good for you. Got, for, for some reason, the studio audience, because we had like one of those Costco pullout tables or something, and she wanted, she had an, a brilliant idea to play beer pong. And I was like, okay, we can play beer pong. Yet, the, I mean, the only real beer pong the studio audience has played, and Dominic barely ever plays, they are more known by playing it on their iPhone. So apparently, they thought that that could translate. And your boy went 4-0 and and just, you know, tickled all their booties. Hey. Consensually. I beat her, though, so I don't care. That's all that matters. Good job. We also did have, like, a little, because there wasn't enough red solo cups, we had a little shot glass, not a shot glass, but, like, a little gimmick, like a little smaller cup. And for some reason, the studio audience was just nailing those things. She couldn't hit the the broad side of a bar when it came to the big red solo cups, but for some reason, she could just (laughs) keep hitting the little green one that we put in the front, which... You know, got me a little scared because that was always one of the last ones I would hit. But she, for some reason, she would get it in the beginning of the game. And, you know, when she wasn't playing, she'd always pour just a little bit extra of the uh, Ciroc, which, you know, tasted fine. But any, anyways, what, uh, what, what do we got on top today, Brandon? Well, we have so much to talk about. We have the MOP standings. We have the NBA Finals to recap. Last week was more sports-centric. This one will be a little bit more wrestling-centric. But to go back to the 4th of July, because we talked about it last week, so we had to give an update. The people want to know, Dominic, how did your barbecue turn out? Because one of these days, we will have the trapdoor to curveballs and chair shots Olympics. Before I give my take, I got to ask, 
did you guys actually eat the beef ribs I gave you or did you just throw them away? I'm not mad if you did because they were fatty. I did have them for lunch slash breakfast the day after. So I did have them and, and, I, threw them, and then I threw them away the day, you know, that night. Yeah, some trash but, is. yeah. But I mean, like you said, you had them like, were they, were they still as good at warmed up or was it like, eh, just throw them away. I mean, there was, let's, I mean, I'm going to be honest right now. There wasn't too much for me to eat. And so I saw him. I was like, you know what? We, you guys gave me literally all the beef ribs because <laughs> they apparently, I, I guess they didn't like the beef ribs for, for whatever reason. So they just handed them off to me and they may or may not have been a little bit fatty. Dominic may or may not have had an idea for how he wanted the beef ribs to turn out in terms of flavor. And the studio audience, who was a just master chef, just took it upon herself to just dump the whole barbecue sauce bottle on the ribs. Sounds about right. I mean, I wouldn't say dump the whole bottle, but, you know, she did. She does like it barbecuey. But, uh, you know, I, I think I think we we rated the beef ribs. I think fine, like a seven, two, right? Or something, seven, what, what was it again? Do you remember? I thought we dropped it down to like the high sixes. No, no, because you gave it like an eight and then you dropped it down. Because I was trying to be nice. Let's see, hold on, let, let's go back. Let's watch the tape. Just going down. Oh, I gave it a seven, six. There we go. Okay. Might've been a little generous because, uh, but as I said, I'm not the biggest rib person, especially beef ribs. So I can't like, you know, determine what's a good beef rib or a bad beef rib. So it tasted fine. I didn't like hate it. I didn't love it. So I, that's, that, that was I will, kind of where my rating was at. Because they were fatty, I would be okay with a low seven, but a high, high six, no. They were better than that. Uh, there, there may or may not have been some uh, opposition from the trapdoor side of things saying that maybe if the studio audience is going to take over, why didn't she just get like her own grill or her own set of ribs? Like why, why, you know, I know you had two sets of ribs already, but you could have just, you know, done your own thing Dominic. you know, take charge. It's your grill. It's your Traeger, which is definitely not a basic bitch grill that everybody and their mom has. And yeah, I mean, trying to get you going, but you, you've heard this already. And it's just yeah. water off a frog's back. Is that what they say? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't, you know, if it was something like, you know, if, if he was to try them and he started wanting to talk some shit, then it'd be different, you know, but you know, he had, he had that tiny little pork, but which looked good. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it doesn't, you know, I'm not here to slander his meat. Okay. I'm here meat to shame on this podcast. Exactly. But you know, uh, I mean, he, he is kind of right. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say no, but it, it comes to it, man. It's like, you know, she, she, I'm here to please my woman, not to upset. And finally, before we actually get into the, the meat of the podcast, would you like to address something that you said earlier or on the podcast last week regarding one of the greatest animes of our generation? That'd be Digimon. Fuck that, Digimon. They can did, fucking all whoever created it can drop dead tomorrow. I don't give a shit. I mean that that did garner some negativity and some controversy on the anime sphere, on the anime Reddits. And I mean, if, if you stand by your statement, Dominic, I mean I might not stand with you, but I will stand, you know, behind you. Yeah, on, fuck on Digimon. I think it's fucking it's 
there, there's some, you know, words I want to use, but I know this day and age, I can't use them because then they're going to cancel me and shit. But Digimon is literally the stupidest show in the world. It's, it's Pokemon. Yu-Gi-Oh is fine. Dragon Ball. All the others are animes are fine. Digimon is just Pokemon, just different, which is stupid to me. But what, what makes it stupid just because it's different? It's similar, but yet different. It's too it's too similar, but it's different. It's 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 just stupid. I feel like you anybody can watch anything except for Digimon. If you watch Digimon, we might have some issues. What about that sex show on Netflix? I've heard that's getting a lot of uh, a lot of talk. Great show, great show, great show. Okay, great show. I, I haven't I haven't seen it. You know, I may have seen a clip. Yeah, of course you've seen the clip of the big old fucking dinger of a dick a dinger of a dick yeah because it's you know it's a home run oh okay okay anyway speaking of home runs let's talk about the mlb standings we are creeping into the all-star break uh two more games or two more days until we get the all-star break we will talk about the all-star game and the home run derby later but first let's go over to the american league east red Sox 55 and 34 they will hold a two game lead over the Tampa Bay Rays uh, Red Sox seven and three in their last 10 Red Sox six and four. So kind of holding ship. Then we got the Yankees and Blue Jays nine games and nine and a half games back poor Orioles down there at the bottom uh, Yankees and Blue Jays struggling a tad bit over their last 10. So uh, pretty much the same. We thought maybe the Rays were going to fall off a little bit, but they have kind of regained their momentum and keeping it, keeping it within distance and, I mean, at, the, at this point, I think it's it's hard for me to come to grasp that my American League champion, New York Yankees, might have been a little chalky, but I think I think they're done. I don't think they're coming out of this hole. I have much more confidence in the Blue Jays coming out of this hole than the Yankees, even though the Blue Jays don't have pitching. Both these teams could make moves and they could get out of it, presumably, but they did get George Springer back. The Blue Jays did. I think it's a big move. Hopefully, I don't know if it's a nine and a half game swing, but it's a positive. Yankees don't really have too many of those positives. I'm looking at the standings and pretty much. I, I don't even see Tampa Bay coming. I mean, unless Boston goes on some injuries, you know, has some injury issues or if they just for some reason just can't get shit together. I think Boston are going to be your champions no matter what. They're just playing so well. Um, and yeah, New York, they ain't shit. I'll stand by my statement. Ever since Juju retired, New York has not been the same. So goodbye. Derek Jeter. We talk about people who are underrated, but is Derek Jeter overrated? I would say during his prime, no. But tail end of the career, yeah, he was very overrated. Okay. Well, okay. What would you say his rating is? Because I think that's maybe where we differ because I know some Yankee fans. I see Yankee fans and they'll talk about how, you know, he's the greatest. He's not even like a top five, maybe even he's definitely not top five, probably not even a top 10 Yankee of all time. Oh, we're going just Yankees. And he's not even the greatest shortstop of all time either. Definitely not the greatest shortstop. Um, The only reason I would probably put him. I don't I wouldn't put him top five Yankee, but he would, he's in the top ten. You you can't you can't take that away from him. Yeah, I think I could take it away from him. I mean, I don't got the whole Yankee list in front of me, but 
pretty sure I can. But I mean, but you got to remember too. You got to like look at longevity, what he's done on and off the field, championships, accolades, and everything like that. You can't just be like, you know, like oh, this guy had a cup of coffee, but went on to fucking be one of the greatest players of all time. So he beats him. Like you can't do that. And who would that be, Dominic? Joe Mama. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying I hate uh, Derek Jeter. I just say that I hate Alex Rodriguez. Welcome. I mean, yeah, I mean, Alex Rodriguez, you know, he's making a comeback. He's great ESPN announcer. He just eh. does such fantastic work. Eh. It's a shame that him and uh, J-Lo broke up together. Are they back together? No. I forget. She's Is dating they? Ben Affleck again. Ben Askren? Affleck. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Moving on to the American League Central. Really, not much to talk about here. White Sox, 52 and 35. They are pulling away in this division. The Indians are now seven and a half games back, 44 and 42. They have been two of eight, two and eight in their last 10. Dominic's Detroit Tigers, 40 and 50. They, uh, I mean, they were playing a little bit better of late, five and five in their last 10, and then Twins and Royals down there at the bottom. Uh, I think it's a long shot for the Indians to obviously win the division, but is there even a shot for them to make the wild card if we're looking at the Rays, Red Sox, and then Angel or A's Astros out of the West. Is there any which way they can even catch up to them? They would just have to fucking go on a tear, man. I mean, for a lot of the teams, it's wild card is doable, but you got to be playing elite baseball, which I don't think Cleveland has it this year, honestly. A uh, random question, Dominic. Do you know what the format of the wild card is this year? Format, I mean, like. Like we, we, so we got the two wild cards. Is it a one game series or a three game series? I, I know last year was what a one game, but did they, didn't they, didn't they change it to a three? No, Dominic, just, just a one game. That was, I, I thought that was going to be a, an alley-oop for you to, to get it right. So you, you sound smarter than Trapdoor to help, but no, it's only one game. Aren't they trying to change it to something like that though? I mean, they probably are, but you know. See, I see. I may not have, I might not know it, but I'm just, you know, I'm predicting the future. Okay. And yes, I'm smarter than trapped to hell. Put put a fucking math test in front of me. I'll fucking. But are it. you smart? Okay, we're not adding a math test to the fucking Olympics right now. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. <laughs> I I have I might be a college graduate, but I have not done math in like. I mean, I'm as old as you guys, and you guys don't take math tests, so it's been a long damn time. Are you the only college graduate? I mean, you're definitely not Tyler you. and Tyler and Trav. I mean, I'm the only person who's went to college. Hey, you may be a college graduate, but I fucking make way more than you. And I got a better fucking retirement plan, asshole. You know what? Down under digital. It's on the ground floor right now. And it's going to go to go the nowhere. Moon. It's going to go fucking nowhere. And you're going to be fucking begging for me to get you hired on somewhere. I'm going to be like, no, fuck you. You fucking threw it all away when you fucking went all in on a stupid fucking sports fucking writing thing yes because i'm definitely going all in on this because i just had so many different options and i i threw it all away to go to down under digital Could have worked with me but you know whatever no big deal yes you know work 20 years to to get this stupid college degree and then go climb telephone poles and make not that there's nothing wrong with that make fucking 31 dollars an hour to start and then you know in the next four years we'll get a, a fucking huge pay bump you have a pension plan stock options 401k you know you'd be fucking set for life by your own house you know you can get your own studio you know you can have you can be official you know you'd be, be a fucking streamer on your days off 
you know, you know, Dominic, money's not everything. If I want to, if I want to do something in life and that's the way I want to roll, then that's my prerogative. If you want to be, you're going to roll because you're fat. If you want to, wow, damn. I mean, it's true. I didn't go to, told you don't fucking kill my vibe. You're fucking killing it. I I did did not go to the gym this week. I'm a fat piece of shit. (laughs) Oh, Dominic. And I'm going to be 27 next week. I'm old and fat. We're doing nothing for your birthday, right? I mean, like you're doing family shit, but like I don't have to do anything, right? I thought you're just going to, you know, take me out to Horatio's. I'm just going to buy everything off the bar, off the menu. I'm going to upgrade extra fish, all that stuff, right? Maybe. We'll think. I'll talk to Mary about it. Okay. Talk to the, uh, talk to the attorney. It would be a Friday night though. Okay. So that means another Saturday podcast. So don't tell us we didn't warn you. Uh, so on the American League West, uh, the Astros 54 and 35, they played the A's earlier in the week, taking two out of three. The A's are four and five or four and a half games back. A's not playing a really good baseball right now. They are three and seven in their last 10. They have been on the big struggle bus. They have uh, they had a really good. I mean, it was a fun series to watch against the uh, Red Sox last weekend, but lost two out of three of that one. They lost two out of three against the Rangers the week before drop game one to the Rangers right now. Currently it's three two. bottom of the eighth uh, Rangers making a little bit of a comeback, but we're going to hope that they can, they can pull it out uh, down the thoughts on the Astros and the A's A's obviously struggling around. Now I think they're just kind of crawling to the, the finish line of the else and you know, the first half and hopefully they can, it's normally what they do definitely pick it up in the second half. I mean, going back to the sock series, it was, disappointing to say at least they they had the game they were playing well they just couldn't get the job done um the series with the rangers i mean let's be honest dude the rangers are fucking trash usually good teams can beat the trash teams but kind of goes to show you maybe the a's are actually kind of low-key you know trash if they can't even beat the fucking rangers so um they are dealing with some injuries at the moment, uh, my stepdaddy, Chad Pinder, looked like he pulled a hammy or something in his leg at the end of the Astros game. And he's going to be gone for a, a long, long time. So that sucks to see because he's kind of been dealing with injuries throughout the entirety of the year. So my stepdaddy's gone, Dominic. It's, uh, it's a shame. But they have a lot of other weapons that just aren't working. So, And then as we say that, uh, we got a base hit. And now the game is tied 3-3. That's fun. Told you. But uh, so uh, it's kind of – it's. Obviously not playing very well, but the bottom of the lineup has not been producing whatsoever. We had Tony Kemp, sorry, they, because we're not, not a part of the team. The A's had uh, Tony Kemp and Elvis Andrews at the bottom of the lineup. They really turned it up, so then they got moved to the top of the lineup, so then now all the people at the bottom of the lineup now are not producing. And so it's just kind of like a constant flow that is not uh, exactly going as planned. I mean, right that's now. one thing I never really understood. It's like, if you have the bottom of the lineup that's starting to really pop off, why do you move both? Why not just one? Well, and it did you... kind of, it did happen like at different times. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I was like, it makes no sense. Why would you move both to this top when you're just going to fuck everything up? But you know, what do I know? I don't pay. I don't fucking, I mean, you could, ju- I mean baseball, so. you could just make like a blanket statement. Say you just don't like Bob Melvin and think he's trash. You should be fired. Eh. You won't go that far. I won't go that far. I know. I know ownership sucks. So uh, moving on over to the National League. I mean, we didn't finish out the American League West. Uh, I mean, watch out for those Mariners. I mean, Mariners are 47 and 42. Yes, they are seven and a half. They are seven games back. What is that? Three, two, two and a half back of the A's for second place. 
So, you know, do not sleep on the Mariners. They had a really good beginning of the season. Trash, whatever. April, no. How do May? Maybe that's how months work. Then now it looks like they're they're picking up a little bit. Uh, Yoren Travis's Angels, 7-3 in their last 10, playing really good baseball. Shohei Otani doing Shohei things. Unfortunately, Mike Trout uh, on the 60-day DL, so he's going to be gone for uh, – a little while longer than the uh, the Rangers, you know, seemingly the worst team in baseball or in the American League at 35 and 53, but yet they can beat the A's for some reason. I think anybody can beat the A's. It's actually take that back. Nobody can beat the A's, but the A's beat themselves, and that's why they lose easy ball games. Boom. Boom. Someone hired Dominic. Uh, over to the National League East. The New York Metropolitans are atop that division, 46 and 38, four and a half games up on the Braves. Uh, both of those teams are six and four in their last 10, but some breaking news that just happened minutes before we started the podcast, Ronald Acuna jr. Goes down with a leg injury, knee injury uh, gets carted off the field. Did not look good. He went for a jumping catch and kind of landed very hard on the warning track. Knee kind of buckled that. Obviously it did not look good. It wasn't like the most gruesome injury in the world, but you know, ligaments and things like that, they just kind of break and it might not look bad, but. But ultimately, I'm not trying to, you know, fear the worst, try to say anything, but the Braves were already struggling to begin with a game under 500. And then now you lose the perennial NL MVP for possibly the rest of the season. That's that, that's just terrible. Hate to see it, but if you've been playing that bad, I, I, I think Atlanta, oh my God, I think Atlanta will be fine without them. They can, they can hold off and, you know, just do what they can to get in the wild card at least. Uh, we got the Phillies down there, game or half game behind the Braves for third place. They are 42 and 44. They also have gone six and four in their last 10. Uh, Nationals 42 and 45. Marlins 38 and 49. So uh, Mets pulling away a little bit more, uh, but still not as much as in the Central. So there's still, you know, Phillies and Nationals, and maybe even the Marlins could still make a run in the second half of the season, but the Mets are the best team in the division, but I still don't even think they played their best ball, which is almost a scary thing. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say if they click, they're going to be the best team in baseball and can win the world series, but they haven't shown, I think the best that they're capable of thus far. I agree. And I mean, that kind of goes to show you how poor other teams are playing. If the Mets aren't even playing, elite baseball and they're still top of the division. So, you know, I, I don't think it's, I think it's other teams sucking more than the Mets really just string string and hits and shit. Then the national league central, the brew crew still number one in that division, 53 and 37, six games ahead of Mr. X's Cincinnati Reds. Yes. They're still in second place. The Cubs continue to be in a free fall. They are eight and a half back Cardinals, nine and a half. And those uh, pirates, uh, nine, 19 and a half games back, but uh, uh, the I'm, Brewers n- number yeah. one, the reds. I mean, those two teams, they, uh, they had a series there, you know, that's going to be fun to watch, uh, but the Cubs, that's kind of where I wanted to look at. Obviously they've had the free fall. We talked at the beginning of the season to where they have some good pieces that, you know, got Javi, uh, Bryant and Rizzo, but they might not have enough to really compete really hot, you know, a couple months ago, a month ago, and then now they've kind of just fallen off the face of the earth. We're approaching the trade deadline at the end of the month. We thought they were going to be sellers. 
Chris Bryan was kind of the marquee name on the move. Was it, did it take this quickly for the Cubs to go from buyers to sellers? That's a good question. Um, I think the Cubs, well, I mean, to answer your question, is it? No, they. So you hold on to Chris Bryant, even though this is walk here. Yes. I think you hold on to him because the second, you know, you, they get a small little break for all-star week. And when you come back, he's going to be playing. He's going to be hitting. He's going to be playing hard. He's he's going to, he knows his ass is not going to get a big contract, but he doesn't play well. So I think he's going to come out swinging. I think a lot of the marquee guys on the Cubs are going to come out swinging. And I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to come back and be a top of the central, but I'm saying you're, you're going to be talking about the Cubs in the next couple of weeks. All right. Let's give Mr. X some hope, or maybe don't give him any hope. What do you see with the reds? I mean, 50, 46 and 42, I mean, not an elite record, but good enough to be six games out second place. I mean, the brew crew there, there's someone who I didn't see too much of. Obviously I was more on the Cardinals bandwagon. Do you see the reds possibly making a move? I mean, they got the big boppers out there in the outfield pitching, you know, still a little bit to be desired, but they're obviously doing enough to kind of just stick around. And it is more that the Cubs are that bad to put them in second place, but they're, they're in second place now. I mean, they are in second place, yes, but if – I mean, I think I said it last week and the week before, man, a win's a win. If the teams around you can't fucking win and you, you know, you can kind of claw your way a couple spots, go for it. I, I hope Mr. X doesn't hate me for it. I'm not a big Cincy fan. I like King Griffey Jr. That's about it. I'll let it but, slide because technically my, my team this week is the Padres. Oh, sorry. Yes. But – you know, I got to hand it to them. They're 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 winning when it matters, and they came for what, fucking fourth to second. So, whatever they're doing, it's working. And if Milwaukee loses a couple, and they, I mean, I I'm not gonna hold my breath on them being first any time this season. But I mean, they might come within a few games, and we might be like, oh, they might do it, but I don't think they will. So they're playing on Thursday, the Reds and Brewers, that is. And I was a little, I didn't know if that was like the end of a series or the beginning of a series, but it was the beginning of a weekend series. And so the Reds won on uh, Friday and then they won. Did they win again on Thursday? They did not. So they split the first two games. And so the uh, third game of the series is going to start uh, in like a half hour, hour from now. So uh, the Reds could by the weekend's end be up to uh, only four games back. So definitely a big series for them coming up against the Brewers. It is in uh, Milwaukee, but they showed it that they can win. So hopefully the, uh, the Reds can, can show some, some spunk, right? Dominic. I forgot you hate them and they're going to lose the next two games, right? Maybe eight games. I'm not going to say I hate them, but I mean, you know, you, you go girl. Uh, In the national league West, the, uh, the Gigantes are they're still there. They're up two games over the Los Angeles Dodgers. We got three teams over 50 wins in the NL West. Giants 55 and 32, Dodgers 54 and 35, Padres 53 and 38. All teams, you know, kind of struggling in terms of their uh, you know, whatever, their tier of teams because uh five and five for the Padres and Giants, six and four for the Dodgers. So kind of they're all just middling around. So very similar to where we were last week. 
And I really don't think this is going to change throughout the season. I mean, unless they just fucking start shit in the bed, I think this is what you're going to see. You might see the Dodgers and Padres flip-flop. I, I think that's about it. I think Giants might actually lock it in. Damn, Dominic just hammered. Da- Gi- da- not a Giants fan, though. Dominic Hobson locking in before the All-Star break that the San Francisco Giants are going to be your NL West division winners. That's because, you know, there's a certain Dodger pitcher who uh, can't keep his dick in his pants and his hands in his pockets, you know, and then the, the Padres just, you know, I fucking never liked the Padres to begin with. So it's fine. Dominic, do you have the balls to say that the San Francisco Giants are going to be the New York West champions? New York West? And yeah, West I was going to say like New York. What? I mean, they used to be New York. Sorry, I'm drunk. Okay, so ask your question again. So we know. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Sorry. Ah! Dominic, do you have the balls to say right now on July 10th, a couple days before the All-Star game, that the San Francisco Giants are going to be your National League Western Division champions? No. Because they're not. So you're just going to... You literally just said that they're going to lock it in. I said they are. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hammer down right now and say you know what, they're gonna win everything. I'm just saying. I'm saying they're playing great. I mean, not they're not playing great at all. They're playing okay, but I, I I'm I'm at the moment. No, I'm not gonna lock it in. Give me a couple of weeks after the All Star break, and I'll lock in my decision. Okay, we'll we'll check in around August. See where Dominic is at, but. Uh... Then that is it for the standings, but we do have the all-star game taking place tomorrow. We have the Homer Derby on Monday, and then we have the all-star game. Is that Tuesday or is that Wednesday? I don't even know at this point. Uh, It is on Tuesday. Okay, so we got Homer Derby on Monday, so I guess we'll take that first. We're going to, I mean, I don't know how you want to do this. We're going to run through. They have the bracket. It's been announced. We got uh, this is all in order of home runs. So maybe the seating might not look fair or make a lot of sense, but it's on terms of what their numbers are thus far. So we got Shohei Otani taking on Juan Soto. I think this one's going to be a lot of fun. That's kind of the one I'm looking forward to. Burner. It is in Mile High. It's at uh, Coors Field. So there'll be a lot of missiles. Hopefully, everyone out there in the bleachers wear their helmets. Dominic, what do you see from Shohei? Number one overall. He's exciting. He's going to pitch and hit in the all-star game. What do you, what do you, he doesn't even take batting practice and he's doing all these things. What do 20 you see? 20 home runs. First step, first round, 20 home runs. And you put him over Juan Soto. You already know that. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Shohei too. I, I mean, I, I want Shohei to at least, you know, make one round, you know, win one round, maybe even go to the finals because the man's electric, even though he's kind of awkward and, you know, very humble. He, he's not a superstar in terms of like the way he carries himself and the way, but the man is just a fucking a beast. He's Babe Ruth and we're living it. It's so, so special. But anyways, moving on, we get Salvador Perez taking on Pete Alonso. Technically Salvi is the higher seat at the four, but Pete Alonso reign, reigning, defending undisputed home run derby champion from 2019 is big meat. Pete just going to be dropping his meat all over Salvi's. You know, uh, I think that's like the, it's like a trap. I think everybody's going to go Alonzo, but I think I'm going to go with 
don't know. Fuck it. I'm gonna go with. Oh, I don't. I don't. I want to say it, but then I feel like I feel like Alonso's is gonna fucking drop it. I don't. What do you think? I'll go with Pete Alonso, Dominic. And then I'll go with uh, what, what's his name again? Salvador Perez. Salvador. I'm. I'm just. I'm just trying to fucking. I'm I mean, I hope you know who Salvador Perez is, Dominic. He's been around the league, you know, World Series champion. I'm not funny. I'm trying to be funny. I'm not funny anymore. Well, if you start hammering down that Jack Daniels honey lemonade, then maybe we'll start be funny. I already finished it. Oh, well, you That's were out I'm here. sweating really bad right now. Did you got the alcohol sweats? Yeah. Uh, then we got Joey Gallo taking on Trevor Story. Obviously, Trevor Story might not be a Rocky for long, but he's going to be a Rocky in this home run derby. Joey Gallo is my favorite to win. The man is the strongest in baseball. He might not hit a, I mean, he hits a bunch of home runs, but he might not hit the ball a lot when he does. It goes a long, long way. So I'm going to go with Joey Gallo. I'm kind of already tipping my hand here, but what do you see in this one? I'm going to go Trevor story. I think, uh, I think everybody's going to write him off and I'm not going to be one of those people. Go with Trevor story, Trevor story, future Oakland athletic hall of famer. As an Oakland Athletic, right? No. Okay, they're not going to trade them. Not going to trade for them. Damn. Get me all excited. Uh, then, speaking of Oakland Athletics, Matt Olson, he will be taking on Trey Mancini. See uh, Matty O taking some BP in Texas today or yesterday. I mean, I guess I got to ride with my boy Matt Olson. His swing and his, I mean, he has a great swing, but I just don't know if it really translates to a home run derby. So that's the only thing I'm a little worried about. I will be in complete shock if he actually makes it to the finals. I I like Matt Olson. Uh, I don't. I know he can hit the long ball. I just don't see him as, like you said, I don't see him as a homer. I don't see anything he does translate to home run derby. So, um, as much as I want to go with him, I'll go with Mancini. Okay, let's work our way back. Uh, we got Shohei. Uh, I got Pete Alonso. You got Salvador Perez. I, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to ride the Showtime. Showtime's making it to the finals. I'll go with Shohei as well. Then uh, we, this one's all confusing because Dominic has Trevor Story versus Trey Mancini. I have Matt Olson against Joey Gallo. I've already said it. I really like Joey Gallo. I think he's going to be uh, – He's, he's going to be a menace to society. So I'm going to go Joey Gallo. And I'll go Trey Mancini. All right. So we both got Shohei, but I got Joey Gallo. Dominic has Trey Mancini. I'm going, you know, I keep saying it, I'm going to go with Joey Gallo to get the win in this one. And Dominic, uh, are you going to get Trey Mancini upset victory against Shohei Otani? Nope. I'm going to go with Shohei. That's the correct answer here. Okay, that is the correct answer. So we uh, hopefully you guys all wrote that down. There will be a test next week. So there you go. Uh, we also got the All-Star game on Tuesday. Obviously, it doesn't mean anything in terms of home field advantage. We do get some, a lot of players kind of bowing out. We got the Astros players bowing out. There's been some, you know, memes and saying that, you know, they're just being a bunch of pussies that don't want to, you know, be with their fellow players who may or may not like them after what t- uh, transpired in 2017. But uh, Chris Bassett was not selected as an all-star, but he is now an all-star because we get some people bowing out. So thank God 
Chris Bassett deserved to be an all-star and he is uh, your thoughts on kind of a lot of these players bowing out. I did see something apparently, you know, we're, I, I mean, I, sorry, I already knew this because we're such a big NHL podcast, but apparently the NHL, if players bow out of the all-star game, they get a one game suspension. You think that should be something that MLB should look into to possibly well, it doesn't give, matter. give if more you're, incentive. If you're a Houston Astro player, it doesn't matter. Cause you know, you get special privileges when it comes to, you know, getting punishment you know should be suspended okay for- I, 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 delivery was not a one but I, I will admit you know that, that was a good retort dominic there was a good idea there just got to work on the delivery you know brandon i've had like a long day and you finally killing my mood man like i was dominic, i was getting ready to put you over and then bitch don't kill my vibe is that a song sounds familiar dominic what song is that from i can't say it because i don't want to get demonetized Okay, yeah. Uh, your thoughts on the All-Star game, Dominic? I mean, is this uh, a big how you feeling about the uh, the All-Star game? Is, Honestly, is, is this just, I don't are, we just here for show, are we just here for Shohei? Is that all we're doing? Pretty much. I mean, I really don't really care for it anymore. I'm not really I mean, I'm here. I'll watch the All-Star uh the Home Run Derby. Actually, I'll watch the all, the celebrity game too. The actual game itself, I'm not really into it anymore. I feel like it's not really what it used to be. So you're telling me bring back the the World Series advantage is what you're telling me. Make it mean something. Yes. Even exactly. even though the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Baltimore Orioles are playing for World Series advantages. Yeah. Or or make it be like, you know, you know, each player gets, you know, five thousand dollars to donate to a charity or something. Like, you know, like make it something worth it. I'm pretty you- sure you get bonuses and you get stuff if you get selected to an all-star game. And it also helps in arbitration. Eh, fuck that shit. Yeah, fuck. Give money. It to the kids. Give fuck, it to fuck, the... fuck money. Even though Dominic is really putting over how much money he makes, just swinging his dick around. I'm fucking rich. Really? How come I'm paying for the Buffalo Wild Wings tabs? Because I bought bitches. Does the studio audience know this? Do you guys have an open relationship? No, she's uh, she's in the other room right now. So keep it on the hush hush. Moving on to the NBA finals. <sighs> not done yet. Oh, I know. It's like a thousand uh, degrees, Brandon. Come on. It's not a thousand degrees. Dominic, you want to go to my dad's house? Go to Merced where it is a thousand degrees? You can fucking lick my nuts. Yes, please. The Phoenix Suns hold a two games to nothing advantage over the Milwaukee Bucks. They are going back to Milwaukee on Sunday for game three. Giannis just balled out. He did everything that he could, but unfortunately, uh, Chris Middleton and uh, was it Drew Holiday kind of forgot that it's the finals and they're like, you know, number two and three on the team and they probably should produce, but they did not. Uh, Giannis scoring the most points in a quarter since Michael Jordan against the Phoenix Suns back in 1993. So uh, Dominic, your thoughts on the series? I think we both kind of had Phoenix playing very well and maybe the favorites in this one, DC, Milwaukee. Is it very important for them to get the two games back at home? They need to get at least one. I'll admit it. They need to get well, at least one. Well, if they don't, they uh, they lose the series. If what? If they get one, but you said they need to get at least one. Well, obviously, because if they don't, then the series is over. Well, okay. Well, that's not what I meant. I meant motherfucker. You know what I meant? <laughs> they need one because if not, then they will lose the series. Such, you're such an asshole. You know that? It's not what I was trying to go with. I was going for the. Well, I was, I was trying to lead you in the direction of like, if they win, if, even if they win one, 
is a series still over? Do they need to get the two wins at home to regain momentum and yada, yada, yada? It would help, definitely. But I also want to say Chris Paul, Devin Booker, it's it's match. It's done. They're, they're fucking focused. They're locked in. I don't really think there's much anyone can do to stop them right now. Suns in five. Fuck it. Clean sweep, baby. Okay, you're going to be the Suns in four guy and then fight someone and then take a picture with Jamal Murray? I'm going to fucking take a picture with your fucking dead body. That, 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 that was a little fucked up. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, one of these days will die and hope, you know, maybe Dominic will outlive me. I don't know if, what the betting odds on that are, but if I die before Dominic, you can take a picture with my dead body. Okay. I'll hold you to that. That'll be my will. Even if, I mean, you know, we, we hate each other and we never talk for like, you know, the next 30, 40 years, if I even live that long, I'll put in my will that Dominic Hobson has to take a photo with my dead body. I'd actually enjoy that. Like, you know, you motherfucker. You remember when you used to talk, you know, Dominic, you said some stupid ass things, but that must be the stupidest thing. I'm going to fucking just, I'm going to put my nuts in your mouth, probably. We don't got to wait till I'm dead to do that. I mean, you ain't going to threaten me with a good time. So apparently we got some uh, questions is what I've been told, because, you know, we have some good, good. Okay, Josh is just, sorry, Big Daddy or my brother, or I don't know what kind of gimmick he's had. Apparently he's just out here sending me thirst traps. On Instagram, shout out Summer Ray, not Summer Ray the wrestler, Summer Ray the Instagram model. Or what? Whoa, 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 whoa! Simmer down, young blood. Sorry. So he's just out here posting photos of her in some cheetah outfit. Okay. Cheetah girls. I mean, I mean, it's cool. It's not the not the best thing she's ever posted. Okay, I mean, I can kind of see it's a little a little see through. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh, yes, we got some fan mail questions, right, Dominic? That's what I've been told. Yeah, because you know what time it is? Game time. Any dogs in the house? <laughs> Any dogs in the house? No, because it's Mr. X's questions of the week. Bum bum. All right. Just I, I don't know why it's getting shorter and shorter. I think it's just my vocal cords are getting stressed out trying to hit those notes. So, you know. Might need to go see a vocal coach. So, you know, I'm going to start a GoFundMe page. Dominic's voice lessons, you know. Right? Out of nope. the millions and millions of you out there, one of you have to be some sort of vocal coach. Not not going to just ask you for it to be free, but it would help. Yes. But even though Dominic is, like, filthy rich, apparently, which he hasn't told me, you know, yeah, I haven't seen any of this money. I haven't seen the Scrooge McDuck money. I mean, you saw the ribs. Come on. I mean, I did see those ribs. You got those Costco ribs. That anyway, actually, so that means you're gonna get a, a PS5 now because you're rich, bitch. Yeah, I'm not really. I don't really care for. It. I'll get. I'll wait. Get, I'll get the PS7. Or you can just build out like your own custom gaming PC, bro. Maybe I'll see. But anyways, he says, "How the hell are you?" I'm doing all right. You know, I don't, I don't know why I sounded like a country boy, but I just you know, a little hot. Gonna have a uh, some nice desserts for my my cousins slash my birth. I mean, I guess it's kind of also my birthday, but I don't have any presents because I haven't like picked them out yet. But uh, I-, I picked out a dessert. We're having was it fruity pebble cheesecake or something like that. I was gonna ask if you could maybe snag me and marry a piece, but I don't really like cheesecake, so it's fine. Damn. So like you know cheesecake? exactly what I don't like, and that's why you is never that why you it. even though from like 
2016 Lent when I was starving myself. You promised me we would go to Cheesecake and we you would get me a cheesecake. And we've even been to Cheesecake since then. Your ass still hasn't bought me any. I still hold a grudge on that. Brandon, do you want to go to Cheesecake? Do you want to go to Cheesecake next Friday instead of Horatio's? No, because we all every time we think about going to Cheesecake, it just like is an hour and a half long wait. Well, I mean, that's what you're going to do for Cheesecake, huh? I just want the cheesecake. I don't want the food. I don't want the, I don't want to read a book just to find, you know, just end up getting chicken nuggets. (laughs) Brandon, do you want to go get cheesecake on Friday? I mean, but then I'm having cheesecake this weekend. You know, my people call your people. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyways, he said, it's that time again. UFC 264 is tomorrow. Who wins the rubber match? And he's actually, he actually appreciates me now because you know why he doesn't use his last name anymore. He just says Connor or Dustin way easier. Do you know who their last names are? McGregor and Poirier. Oh, look at you. You're a, you're a linguist. Oof. Give me a college degree. Hey, man. So Connor is actually the underdog in this fight. He, uh, Poirier, obviously knocked him out first one or in the second one. McGregor knocked him out in the first one. So, uh, Connor, I mean, it is. Back and forth, you know, I'm the Connor guy. I, I like him. I, I want him to win. But I even said when we recap or previewed the second fight, whenever that was, you know, at the early of the year, that Poirier was really good. And maybe it can almost be like an overreaction on both sides to where people, too many people overreacted from the first fight, think that McGregor is going to beat him in the game in the second one. But then maybe now people are overreacting that because Poirier slept McGregor in the second fight, that he's going to do the same thing in game. And I keep saying games in, in the third fight. But McGregor, he's like motivated. He's going to have like presumably 80, 75% of the crowd behind him because that's normally what happens with the Irish crowd. I mean, I don't know what, you know, international travel and everything of that nature, but first Vegas crowd in a, you know, a T-Mobile arena. So that's going to be an insane atmosphere. Gun to my head. I think I'm going to pick Poirier. And Poirier is going to get fucking slept. I'm going to go Conger. Conger? Connor. Just because I feel like if he loses, he loses more than Poirier. So he has a lot to lose. Connor's my man. Uh, going on to the next question. As we head into the second half of the MLB season, which teams do you think will fall off and which team will catch fire? We've kind of already covered that a little bit. Um Long story short, I mean, shit, if you think about it, long story short is everyone's really going to stay the same, basically, right? We didn't really say. I mean, yeah, we kind of talked about this last week where we kind of almost thought that like all the teams who were almost locked into a a spot could, you know, are probably going to make the playoffs. The one team that I, I did say, maybe watch out for the Blue Jays, George Springer coming back. I think that will help them a lot. I just don't know if that's it's obviously not going to help their pitching. But if I'm going to pick one team to really like get out of third or fourth place, I would probably say the Blue Jays and then maybe like a first place team to fall off. I mean, I mean, maybe the Brewers, like I know that I'm kind of always hated on the Brewers, but maybe I mean, maybe also the Giants, but because those are I mean, Giants are obviously like the surprise of the season. The Brewers, there were people that thought the Brewers were going to win the division. So, I mean. Yeah, I just feel like we're kind of set in stone. Maybe the NL East, we're going to get some disparity there. But for the most part, I think we're kind of set to where we are. 
you know, barring a Ronald Acuna injury, obviously. Copy that Tango Whiskey Bravo guy. Uh, so is uh, Otani a safe bet to win the Homer Derby? Also, the 2015 Homer Derby is the greatest of all time, period. Now I need to look that up because I, I mean, I kind of, I know derbies like in terms of like the winners, but I don't exactly remember what year that was. So let's see. Uh, Dominic, any memories of the Homer Derby? Because you say you watch that a lot more than the uh, normal years. I mean, oh, that's because that's the one that uh, the Todd Father won. That's why. And it was also in Cincinnati. <laughs> I mean, definitely not biased, but definitely not. No, I mean, I remember watching Griffey. I remember watching Bonds. I remember watching Pujols. I remember watching, you know, a lot, a lot of the great home run hitters. Um, I just the reason I watch it more than the game now is I mean, I watch it more now than I did back then. And that's pretty pretty much just because the game itself, it's it's not what to me what it used to be. So I don't really care for it. But, you know, goddamn kids killing the games, right, Dominic? Basketball, now baseball. Yeah. Right. Get off my lawn. Uh, I mean, going back to him, I mean, it's almost kind of the same thing. I would maybe go like the two years at Cespedes one. Uh, those are some some fun memories. Also, the Josh Hamilton year and the uh, Bobby Abreu year where both of them were just setting records and just fucking dropping straight dongs. So that those are those would be my my picks. Cool, 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 cool. Going on to an NBA question. Could the NBA? I do also remember. I also sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just did. Uh, 1999, the the Fenway one. I like that. You know, watch it like on ESPN Classics and stuff. Good for you. I was in the middle of talking about basketball. Fuck. Oh, basketball. Could the NBA Finals be the opportunity for Devin Booker? Needs to show the entire world how good he is. Honestly, Booker. He's already done that. He's done it. I'm not sold on him still. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna take away what he's done so far, but I'm not sold on maybe like him being one of the top guards. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say it. I mean, I'm not saying people are crowning him the next Kobe, but they're already making like the link of like Kobe kind of endorsed him. But you're you're saying slow your roll, Jabroni. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know people saying like, oh, he's the next Rock or next Austin or next taker next Cena. it's like okay there's only one he's the first devin booker exactly you can be your own man you can't be a second coming of anyone but i'm not gonna take <laughs> oh my fucking lord baby jesus Josh, wet like a book okay I'm not well i'm doing a podcast so Ooh, what's going on who's at the door my neighbor's at the door right now uh oh Ooh, take the take the uh take the Take the gimmick with you. Let's get an interview on the podcast. Look, Ian's Ian's going. Go tell Ian. Is it the hot neighbor? No, it's the son of, of that one. Ah, oh, damn. I hate to see it. Anyways. Is that the one that when we used to do car podcast, he like rolled up on us? Yes. Started talking to us? Oh, good times. Yes. Good times. Good times. Good times. Um, yeah, I'm not taking away from him, but I'm lost now. So let's go on to some wrestling questions. With Malachi Black debuting at AEW, is there... Worry that the print fraud with Cody could be another case of evil foreigner that Cody must defeat. So with his look, I, I mean, obviously it wasn't like I didn't get evil foreigner from it. I don't think that's like the way we're going to get. I think it's going to be more 
like Undertaker esque. Like I guess that's like obviously it's not gonna be like spooky, spooky you know Bray Wyatt powers or stuff like that. But I mean I I mean even when he was in NXT, like I don't think people ever really put two and two together that he's not from America. So I just I don't think that's really the case. I don't think it's gonna be an issue. I would like to think he's gonna be more of a, a like a mankind character to where you know he can deliver a killer promo he can have it well mankind wasn't really known for putting on fucking five-star matches but he's that mysterious kind of dark person that you like so gonna go with that uh how good was dan lambert from the great promo to taking a blackout from lance archer with George Masvidal and Amanda Nunes looking on with looks of their faces like, what the hell is happening right now? Do you think he was tapping into the heel role that he had a few years ago in Impact with Bobby Lashley? I mean, I I don't know. I mean, because being the UFC guy, I, I did like the Dan Lambert appearance with uh, Nunez and Jorge Masvidal. I did always kind of wonder if they like what their association with wrestling, especially with Masvidal, because he definitely was like going all over the top, but uh, I would love to. I mean, if they get them on AEW, like as whatever having their match, that can be a really big deal for them. But uh, the Dan Lambert thing, I think it it went on I didn't a care little. For it. Well, I was almost gonna get there to like. Yeah, I think it went on like w- way too long. Like if you cut it by like fifty percent, I would have been fine. You know, having Lance Archer come out there just beat beat the fuck out of him. That's cool. I just think like it went on and on and on too long. Especially when well, I guess they didn't go up against NXT, but. Did they go up against basketball? No. Anyways, you're, you know, you're testing the patience of your audience. Like, why am I watching this guy just ramble on forever, even if I do know who he is? Exactly. And I didn't care for it just because it's one of those things where it's going to sound bad, but I don't really care for like the, you know, the non wrestlers that get in there and really like, you know, try to try to be something. Killing the business. Killing the business. Just like when do you think we'll see Jimmy Uso on TV after his latest UI? Uh, on this week's SmackDown. Yep, exactly. I knew that was going to happen too. Uh, is, that, is that the last question? Because we were going to talk some SmackDown. No, we actually have one more. Okay, okay, okay. Will Johnny Gargano be the one to dethrone Cross for the NXT title and send him to the main roster? I... I would say no. I mean, definitely the way that they portray it is like Gargano has no chance on carrying Cross because Cross is just always he's he beats up him and Theory at the same time, always getting one up on. They're pushing towards the Samoa Joe face-off feud match, which, like, I guess that would be a way to get the title off him, or at least like another match for Cross. After a Great American Bash, the one I would pick would just be Adam Cole. Like, just go with Adam Cole. You know, I know he's had the championship already once. Make him a baby face. Probably not going to do that anyways. But looking at the roster, I mean, I just don't see Gargano being the guy unless you make it like a shock upset victory. So that's my that's my thoughts. I don't think Gargano will win. Gargano, I think, would be better off. I would think it would be better off for Gargano to go to the main roster and have Cross stay in NXT, honestly. But, but Gargano's short. You're short too, and I think you'd be a great NXT champion. Thank you, thank you. That's but you would never make it on the main roster. 
I don't want to go to the main roster. Are we going to get a Samoa Joe carrying cross match? Yeah. Are we going to get an Adam Cole carrying cross match for the title? Maybe. But are we going to get a Samoa Joe and Adam Cole match for the title? Yes. But who's the champion? Ladder match. Vacated title. Oh, so Cross is just going to pull a Charlotte and just dip without doing a job. Yes, sir. Okay, okay. So we do have actually a lot of SmackDown stuff to talk about. I mean, we normally don't talk SmackDown, but it was quite... Wasn't like a, a great show by any means, but definitely was a newsworthy show. Uh, before the show even started, we had Bailey. She went down with an injury. She uh, blew out her knee doing some training. I guess it was kind of some like PC or whatever, some like wrestling training while they try to get back on the road. And uh, she, you know, she had her match with Bianca Belair scheduled for Money in the Bank next week. Obviously, that's not taking place. They just throw in Carmella, even though they said they're going to have a suitable replacement, which don't exactly well, Carmella and. Bianca are not going to have the match in Money in the Bank now. It's going to be on Friday. But yada, yada, yada. Thoughts on Bailey getting the injury obviously sucks. She's going to be gone for like nine months. But uh, yeah, I mean, is it what was that. it? Do you know if it's like ACL, MCL? Ligament? It, it was it was obviously like a knee injury because I'm on the show. They showed her like light up with the brace on it. So, I mean, it could be anything. It could just be an ACL and MCL, a CLC of MLW. TLC. Know. P.O.P. P.O.P. Hold it down. P.O.P. Brickwall. We got a lot of women's news to talk about. Uh, we got a debut on and on uh, SmackDown. Uh, yeah. Yes, we did. We got uh, Tamina and Natalia pretty much doing the Kenny Omega slash Roman Reigns promo, and they uh, Shotzi and yes, yeah, Shotzi and Knox. They kind of look like Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox. But no, just Shotzi and Knox come out and they beat the tag team champions in a, a few minutes. This is a Shotzi podcast. Dominic, uh, your thoughts on your girl debuting? Well, if my dogs would shut the fuck up, I would tell you that how happy and uh, overjoyed I am to see Shotzi and Tegan Knox. Oh my fucking God, I'm trying to have a heartfelt moment here. They ruined it, man. They ruined it. It's a heartfelt moment. And I know this is not a, a video podcast, but Dominic is currently wearing his Shotzi Blackheart helmet that I so lovingly gifted him on Christmas 2020. Yeah, about that. I can't talk. You're going to have to pull it for a Yeah, you're going to have to talk for a few minutes. Wow. Dominic just can't keep his house under control. But uh, Shotzi and Tegan Knox, I'm not calling her Knox. I mean, if they do this all the time in wrestling for WWE, you, you just take the one name. Like, I don't understand why you take the Knox name. I feel like Tegan was just a, is a much better one name than Knox. That's just me. Anyways, uh, having Shotzi and Tegan show up. I mean, always good for them making the main roster. They're probably making a little bit more money. But it also just kind of shows the uh, the lack of depth over on the I mean, kind of on both divisions, but right now SmackDown's getting an influx of women's uh, talent putting on over there, especially now with Bailey going down. Maybe they're kind of scrambling to add even more. But uh, keeping them on the tag team scene, this is also an issue with having the NXT tag team titles. You bring in Shotzi and Ember as the tag team champs, then you leave Shotzi to team up with somebody else for the 
WWE Tag Team Championships. It's like, why are you didn't leave Shotzi? You left Ember. Whatever. I was kind of half because I was like, oh my god, we're actually getting a Money in the Bank, whatever commercial on television for like pay per view because I guess pay per view is still a thing. Damn, that's crazy. But Dominic, okay, now that the dogs have been calmed down, your reaction to Shotzi and Tegan Knox. You know, just so happy. For... No, I, I'm really happy. I mean, because to show you, man, you follow your dreams, they can come true. Shotzi, Bayer, girl, Oakland, California, fucking star from Bomb Now We're Here. She, Dominic, uh... Dominic doesn't go to a lot of indie shows, but he did see one indie. She has seen one indie show. Shotzi was there. Is it, I don't know how many shows you've been to and who you've seen on the come up, but is it, you know, how does it feel seeing someone you saw in a little Portuguese bingo hall? make it to wwe it's actually really kind of cool being honest it's kind of cool to actually see somebody literally i saw them i'm not gonna say the lowest but i mean not definitely not at her highest point and then you know when she went to impact i thought it was really i was like good for her and then when she was nxt i was really happy and now she's on the main roster it's even happier i mean she deserves it she's worked hard through many obstacles she deserves it tegan knox never seen her in the independent scene but i know she's a fucking damn good wrestler um, some injuries have really, you know, screwed her descent to the top. But once again, someone who's very well deserving, definitely. But I'm um, happy. Couldn't be happier. Great match. Shotzi looked fucking amazing. So great. Love to see it. Do you agree with me that obviously the one name thing is stupid? We call Shotzi Shotzi all the time. And I almost kind of assumed that that was just what was going to happen. Did she ever get called up? But if you're gonna do Tegan, if, yeah, if you're gonna do yeah. Tegan Knox, I feel like if you're gonna do it, Tegan is a much better name than Knox. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm I'm hoping someone in the back or fans are gonna let them hear it and be like, really, Knox? Like that just it's terrible. It's a bad name. It does not fit her. Tegan Knox fits her great, but Knox and just that one word just does not doesn't really sit with her very well. So and it's like people never really called her Knox. They just always called her Tegan. Yeah, exactly. So it so, doesn't make any sense to me, but it doesn't make any sense. Uh, we Good got job, some, some more women's news on SmackDown. We got Tony. It's Tony time next week. She's going to be debuting on NXT on uh, SmackDown. A little weird because she cut a promo on NXT calling out Shotzi. So we have Tony and Shotzi making their main roster debut, but yet they're also setting up like a storyline on NXT. I mean, the only thing I really think about is like this is just their way of maybe like testing the waters and being like, okay, let's see how they do on the main roster. Or maybe they're setting up for Evolution 2 and, you know, they're just trying to get some women out there. Triple H said there's not going to be an Evolution 2 because, you know, real equality is just having, you know, everyone on the same show. Because if you have an all women show, you can't have an all men show because, you know, then you get canceled or something like that. I mean, he ain't wrong, but you need to also you also got to have an all women show because it's been basically an all men show for how many years? So exactly, Dom. Speaking truth to power, gotta love Thank it. You. Out of the people, Thank you. Uh, we got Jimmy Uso. Mister X talked about it. Obviously, sent in the question before SmackDown. I almost kind of assumed the same thing that he was not going to be on television for quite a long time. But nope, literally the first person you see on SmackDown. Well, technically it was Paul Heyman, but Jimmy Uso shows up on smackdown no real mention of it like kind of hints but not outright talking about it both him and jay were there uh edge lays them both out puts them in the cross face with the whatever the the leg of the chair 
So they didn't write them off. Just call it the Crippler Crossface, please. I mean, you can call it the Crippler Crossface all you want. I, I mean, I can call it the LaBelle Lock if I want to. It's Crippler Crossface. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, you know, Jimmy Uso gets his second, third DUI, second, I don't know. But uh, thoughts, obviously, you know, thoughts on the Jimmy Uso situation, how WWE has now handled it. Just well, bringing it back. Every time this happens with not just him, but with other wrestlers, the one thing I always think about, it was a you shoot video I watched a while ago. And it was about the Jeff Hardy incident at turning point back in what? 2015, I think 16, something like that. And Stevie Richards, God bless that man. He said, this is how the business handles fuck ups is they always make sure the fuck ups get everything they want. So Jimmy fucks up nothing, not even slap on the fucking hand. Granted, there could be under the table a fine that we don't know about or like, you know, hey, you, you just you're not going to win a title for the next year and a half, whatever. Cool, whatever. But, you know, it, it, it sticks in my head that the business. You know, is OK with you fucking up being, you know, usually if you fuck up, which means you're going to get what you want. And it kind of gives me that same feeling that, you know they're making it okay to drink and drive because you're going to be on TV the next night and no one's going to give a shit. Yeah. I mean, obviously what he did was just terrible running a red light, 50 and a 35 blowing up two Oh five, just everything around all over the board, just fucking terrible. And then you just bring him back without any repercussions that we know of. But I, I mean, obviously the Roman storyline is like the top thing in WWE. But like at a certain point, you need to draw the line and be like, look, we're not having you here. And even in storyline, like Roman is the head of the table, the alpha, the big dog. He can just like tell Jimmy to like fuck off and he doesn't need to be there. Like you just do like some throwaway line and just have him suspended. Send him to rehab. Like why is not like obviously there's like something going on to where this is a thing that regularly occurs. Like help help. It's infuriating, but then also sad at the same time. And, you know, what can we do about it besides sit here and just bitch and complain about it? Well, maybe go to a show, you know, start a start a chant, do something, you know, make your voices heard. Last this is the last week with the uh, Thunderdome era. Dominic uh, thoughts on the Thunderdome on WWE. Now we're turning back to fans. We're obviously AW got fans back. But what are you expecting now with WWE coming back, I mean, I think we talked about it like last week, but it's definitely going to have a different energy than I think what AEW is getting right now. I'm sure you're going to get, you're going to hit the, you're going to have VKM come out and be like, welcome back. It's been a long time, some bullshit. And I bet you the fans are going to boo the fuck out of him. Which they never do. They're always like happy to see him, which. Oh my God. <laughs> Damn. I mean. But so when it comes to the fans, I, I think WWE is going to be in for a rude awakening. Luckily for them, Raw is not going to be in front of a crowd this week because I think Raw is by far and away the worst show on wrestling television right now. And uh, the A's just fucking up the uh, the yeah, extra innings. Love to see it. But it, it will be fun to see that first Raw back because, I mean, I don't know what their schedule is, but the crowds are not going to be very receptive to some of these things, especially like the three hour raws. You got the dumb stuff with Nikki Ash. I mean, you know, love Nikki cross of death, but this, this ain't it chief. And then you got some other stupid shit. I mean, the, the crutch fight between 
Charlotte and Rhea Ripley, like, good God, th- that was just terrible. Those look like little kids, like flannel, like flailing around, like, I don't know, foam fingers or something. Like, it was like the softest shit I've ever seen. And Dominic's still not back. Sorry, the dogs are still barking. Oh, I think they stopped barking. But yeah, um, yeah, I wasn't really listening. I wasn't paying attention. Did you see the terrible crutch fight between your girl Charlotte and Rhea Ripley? Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I support Rhea, not Charlotte. But yes, it was terrible. And I didn't really like the spot where uh, Rhea, you know, came out and then like still did her little fucking like foot stomp. She like hopped up and did the foot stomp. I thought that was fucking stupid as well. Well, it, it reminds me back in the day in NXT when she went to go make the save on someone and yet she stopped on the ring on the stage and did her full like entrance gimmick. And I was like, really? Your friend is like getting beat up and you're just going to sit here and like do your little foot stomp. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of NXT, we had the great American bash. So a little bigger than a regular television, but also not as big as a takeover. But they started off with MSK defeating Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher retaining the uh, NXT men's tag team championships. The, the crowd is definitely behind Ciampa and Thatcher here. Obviously, a good match. It's what we're going to get with MSK. They are not having uh, the best time in terms of connecting as a babyface. I would have thought this would have been the time to to put the, the titles on Ciampa and Thatcher here because they're getting over. It could be fun. I think both of them have you know earned it. They've maybe fallen a little bit behind in the wayside. What, what do you think of the match, and do you think maybe this was time to have Ciampa and Thatcher win? I thought it was a good match. Um, MSK... I think they're still riding with them just because of what they brought over uh, name value-wise from Indies and Impact. Um, honestly, I don't think Tom, Ciampa and Thatcher will win it just because I feel like right when you think they're going to win it, one of them is going to turn on the other. I just got that weird feeling. But also, they might be getting called up soon. They're definitely, especially Ciampa, might be one of those guys that will be heading up north soon. Shout out to Trey Miguel. He was at the Indie Shield yesterday, and he's uh, still representing the motherfucking rascals. So you just love to see it. Uh, then uh, we talked about it a little bit. We got the Cross and Gargano segment with Regal and uh, Samoa, or just Samojo. Uh, we, I mean, we already talked about it. Thoughts on just maybe the dynamic between Cross and Gargano. It is kind of weird because they're both heels, but Gargano's like the obvious baby face. So. I mean, anything to take away yeah. from this besides yeah, what we've already talked about? Yeah, we already discussed yeah. it. We can yeah. just move on. Yeah. Uh, then we get LA Knight taking on Camograms for the million-dollar title. And if Camograms loses, he is uh, the butler to LA Knight. And, of course, my boy Camograms loses. He gets the uh, DDT on the belt. Uh, Knight gets the win. And we're going to get a butler gimmick. We got one with uh, Chucky e. T. AEW didn't exactly... I don't think they did the best with it. I honestly, I think NXT is going to get more out of this than what uh, AEW did. So, not saying I'm excited to see, but I think it, it will be entertaining for what it was. And obviously, it was a damn good match because Cameron Grimes is just—I'm not saying he's like the best wrestler in the world, but he's doing some really good work right now. Who, who's a uh, who? Who? Who was that again? Cameron Grimes. Okay, there we go. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't. He's doing good enough to the point where, like, I'm not upset that he's losing, but he they definitely need to start 
giving them some W's, honestly, or I'm going to start hating them. Then we get the breakout tournament uh, participants announced. No names that I recognized, but we saw a lot of kind of big, thick boys. So they're definitely, it's definitely not going to be like as star driven and maybe not as good in terms of the in ring work. So I'm uh, just going to keep my, my fingers crossed that it's good and, you know, break out my, my scout notebook to see what these guys can do. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't really too high on it, but then again, do I pay attention to people I don't know? Not really. Then we get uh, Io Shirai and Zoe Stank defeating the way, and they are the new women's tag team champions. So the the NXT tag team championships have been created within four months, and we have four different champions, so we're just really bringing out the lineage of this championship. Uh, we also finally saw what the battery gimmick was, and it was Tegan Knox. He looked very familiar. You sure it wasn't just Knox? Well, she looked very familiar to Knox, but it said okay. the commentator said Tegan Knox multiple times. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, that is who is here in uh, Distraction Finish. Love to see it, especially in the title change, even more, even much, much better. But uh, thoughts? For, well, first, thoughts on Tegan Knox returning, and then now she's on the main roster. Like, do you think, I mean, we already talked about it with Tony and Shotzi. Is this kind of like the, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing pretty much. I mean, I think, uh, I think if you would have let her, you know, come back like she did and then maybe give her a week or two, then debut them would have been better. But I mean, I, I don't, NXT is so different than WWE. I think you can have both storylines still. Uh, thoughts on the, the title change match was okay. Distraction finish another champions everything was fine to me honestly uh the one thing that i want to talk about was uh the apparent kidnapping after the match well how would you know it was a kidnapping maybe it was dexter trying to heal indie wrestling back to health so yes index seemingly is back together uh, i think we need to call the police because he took her without her saying it was okay but i believe she was conscious and didn't she kind of notice that it was him but you could be conscious, but hallucinating from a head injury. Okay. Okay. Uh, we get a hit row concert or whatever they call it. Uh, everyone kind of did their, their song. And it, this was almost kind of like the Dan Lambert thing where it almost kind of tested your patience. It did go on a little bit, maybe too long. But if you would have told me that hit row was going to do this, I would have kind of shaken my head and kind of rolled my eyes. But I think they did pull it off pretty well. Much better than I would expect it. I have have to agree. I wasn't. I'm not high on it, but they did do better than they they, they exceeded my expectations. But my expectations were pretty fucking low. So then in the main event, we get to Adam Cole, Bebe taking on Kyle O'Reilly straight on wrestling match. And uh, this is what you'd expect. These two guys just came out and killed it. Adam Cole gets the win as much as I am kind of been on the Kyle O'Reilly bandwagon. I do believe this was the right pick. Expect, I mean, I said it. I think Cole should be the one to take the title off of Kerry and Cross. Thoughts on the match? Absolute banger, and also the decision to have Cole win over O'Reilly, which makes it one-one. I like Kyle. To me, is better in a tag team. I understood why they broke 
everybody up because eventually you got to go your separate ways. But at one point they do need to come back because I feel like Kyle, especially Kyle, but Bobby fish as well. They're going to sink without each other because Bobby fish came back and we haven't really seen him yet. Right. I mean, he came back, he had like a match with Pete Dunn and that's it. And, right. And then he, well, then he did like a little thing where he was training and then he was like, Oh, Oni, I didn't forget about you. And then that was maybe three weeks ago. We haven't seen anything since. Exactly. So they need to, to go back to, you know, they, they, they can be red dragon. They can be undisputed. They can do whatever they fucking want, but they need to get back to this tag team wrestling. Diamond mine. Nah. Okay. I mean, I could see maybe Fish doing it. I don't think I can see Kyle doing that, especially after he was so anti-Undisputed Era. I know it's more anti-Cole, but I don't think you want to see Kyle back in a uh, another f- uh, faction like that. Then, finally, we got AEW Dynamite. They are back in front of an indoor, tightly compact crowd in Miami. Dominic, thoughts on the crowd, the atmosphere, the return to normalcy? What is normal, Brandon? Well, they keep saying it, and now this is our new normal. Nothing is normal anymore, man. Um, I thought it was fine. The crowd was hot. They uh, they didn't ruin it like I thought they would. But I bet you money WWE fans will ruin it. Then the first match, because, of course, it's an AEW. It's a big AEW show, so Cody has to be the first match of the show. Fucking uh, scum. Cody takes on QT Marshall in a strap match and Cody gets the very decisive win. Of course. Uh, two, three. Uh, was it? I keep wanting to say like Cody crusher, but say, uh, God damn, I did this crossroads. On the, yes. I did this on the other podcast too. Where I forgot what his gimmick was. God his uh, finisher was, but, uh, Cody gets the win. You think you need to take some days off? You need to relax. Uh, well, I mean, that's what the weekend is for, but you know, no days off Dominic. Uh, Cody gets the win. Obviously we know what happens later, but, uh, thoughts on the match itself. Thought it was fine. I'm I'm not a big fan of QT Marshall. I'm not a fan of strap matches unless it's just beating the fuck out of each other and then it's a pin, not the fucking four corner stuff. But it was all right. Not my favorite. Then we get a, another another promo with Kenny. This time joined by Don Callis. We get a, a chant of "You got fired" by the crowd. So looks like the the crowd of AEW actually is paying attention to Impact. Love to see it. Uh, the Dark Order come out. Uh, very similar to what we did, uh, what happened last week with, but Evil Luna needs to uh, pay attention. I mean, come on. You don't know the, what the capital of Thailand is? Apparently someone didn't pay attention in uh, elementary school. But uh, this time, Kenny, or Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, everyone beats up on the Dark Order and Hangman Page makes the save. The crowd goes absolutely bananas. I thought this was by far the best segment of the show. It was great. The crowd was hot behind Hangman. And I'm very excited to see what do they do from here. The only thing I wish different. I wish Hangman Page would have slingshot and hit. No, you wait. Nope. That's what made it so great. Nope. You got two months to go. You can't blow your load early, Dom. Yeah, you can. You know why? Because you can always go again and again and again. Anyways, I thought this so AW is great, but I think that this segment kind of epitomized like the momentum that they are getting and you know, possibly, you know, them obviously not like you know taking down WWE, but they could eventually 
maybe it's in two years, maybe it's in two months. I don't know, you know, B or five years that they can be like the top company in the world or in America, because this like the feel like I'm not trying to be a marker or anything, but like the feeling I had watching the show with the crowd going crazy and, you know, hangman page was like, I haven't felt that since like Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania 30. Like it was, it was fantastic. It's just, you know, it's, it's fun to watch wrestling when it actually works, Dominic. I agree. But the thing you got to remember too is, you know, WWE is kind of like a, how do you say? I mean, oddly enough, it's the stock market, stock market. There's days, weeks, months, years where it's just terrible. But then you get, you get those good days and those good weeks and those good months and those good years. And it's great. It's good for business. So I think we're just, you know, we're, we're writing it out. And I think in the next year or so, it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, I know that's what we said when AW first formed and we're just like, Oh, it's going to be great because you got two shows, two companies to this, and we're all, it's going to be great. But when it's so one-sided that everyone's really just going towards AEW, you got to give WWE a chance and you can't shit on every fucking thing you get. So I think, I think going forward pandemic kind of done, it should be fun. But if you kind of take both rosters, both whatever companies and just kind of look at everything, I think AEW is in a by far better position. Like they have a, they have a better roster. They have, because more, they have they're fresh, all they have a frosh- WWE wrestlers though. Uh, fucking build your own talent. Let's see the Stop young bucks. fucking scumming. Let's see the scumbags. young bucks, Kenny Darby, jungle boy, uh, Ethan page. I mean, yes, you have Miro, but Yes, you got Moxley. Yes, you got Jericho. Yes, you got Cody. Yes, you got Goldust. Yes, you got Pac. Yes, you got FTR. You got Taya Pen- Conti. Pentagon. Britt Baker. I mean, I Pentagon, name, yes. Are we just going to name the entire AEW roster right now? I mean, pretty much. Well, Joe, Joe West fat ass. Sting. The bad Jake ever. Roberts. Anyways. We're Speaking of two men who have not been in WWE, Ethan Page and Darby <laughs> Allen, they had an interview, a sit down with uh, Jim Ross. Apparently, he was very irked by this interview. I didn't think it was that scary, but anyways, they're going to have the coffin match next week. Uh, good stuff by both of these men. Maybe I'm not going to say it was like you know too insider e with Ethan Page's comments saying they like he plucked him out of excru- uh, you know. Uh, obscurity but maybe kind of go more down the lines of like you know i'm the one who beat you but yet you're the one who's getting all the acclaim in the fanfare you know i i, I don't really care for ethan page um he but he's a heel you're not supposed to like him yeah and that's one thing i don't like about wrestling honestly it's like i should be able to like somebody just because i don't like him, not because he's a heel because you know roman reigns is a heel i like him so like what's the point but Ethan Page to me is just tacky, terrible, oversells over everything. I mean, Darby's not much better. I'll be honest. I love Darby, but he's not much better. He's just kind of, I'm going to get the shit beat out of me. I'm going to fight back and win. It's kind of, you know, you, you, you can easily plan out this match right now. So I'm not really in favor for it. So basically what you're telling me is you hate AEW and you're not coming with me to Chicago to All Out. I'll go, but you know, maybe I'm not gonna do all the. I mean, would you go? Because, I mean, after watching that 
Hangman Omega segment. I was like, I don't know if they're planning on it, but they should make Hangman the champion. And I kind of want to be there for it. Yeah, well, you know, depends, you know, on my I know it depends on, you know, what your schedule is like, what AT&T yeah. gives you, because, you know, I'm not. When, making when, when is it again? Know, at least I have like a more consistent schedule. and I work from home and I can just do whatever, you know, do whatever I want. It's on Labor Wait. Day. So, you know, it's a three day weekend, which means you should get the day off <laughs> on Monday. But I mean, I'll have the day off on Monday, but that doesn't mean I'll have Saturday, Sunday off. Exactly. Take a red and eye. I- and I you don't work, have you work the night shift Saturday to Sunday. You hop on a flight, go to Chicago, watch the show, and you you just hate life. But then it was fun. I don't work night shifts. I'm eight to four thirty, dumbass. Well, I'm dumbass. Why I'm don't just, you fucking listen to me for once? I'm just trying to make you buck the system and say, like, you know what? I'm, I'm buck- gonna buck your system in a second, pal. Yeah, Daddy. Can we just get over this? I want to. I want to get on with the fucking show so I can spend some time with my lovely fiance. Okay. I thought you spent time with your lovely friend sorry, yesterday and today. Well, I want to spend more time. And then what are you going to do after the podcast? I'm going to fucking drive to your house and drive my nutsack across your steering wheel. Damn. I guess I got to go and put the top back on so you can't get in there. Let's be honest. There's no alarm. I just break the window. And we don't have any record of you saying you're going to break my window. Joke's on you. I'm going to go through the roof now. So it's not me. We get uh, Dark Order, not Dark Order, you fucking idiot. We have uh, the Inner Circle taking on the Pinnacle and uh, six man tag. The uh, the Pinnacle get the win. You know, solid match. It was just it was just kind of there. But uh, Jake Hager, I will say, you know, not the biggest fan of Jack Swagger back in the day, but he has been doing some probably the best work of his career. And I will say I don't hate him really at all. You know, I kind of enjoy him. I never really hated him, but I never really cared for him either. He's kind of like that guy that's like, oh. If he's going to get somebody I really don't like, okay, I'll go for him. But if it's like, you know, anybody else, eh. I will say he's doing better in AEW than WWE. I will say that. We get the uh, Jericho MJF face-to-face. Oh, also, MJF wasn't with WWE. Tried to get in there, but they didn't want him, apparently. Uh, we get the Jericho MJF face-to-face, to face, and MJF tells Jericho that he needs to beat every single member of the Pinnacle I mean, the, the segment itself was fine. I, I really did not enjoy the uh, Judas effect to MJF and then MJF just kind of lays there with his eyes open, you know, starfished. I thought that was comical and just didn't look very good. But everything else, I thought it was good. What? You don't like MJF overselling? Come on, Brandon. You're better than that. I thought Ethan Page is the one who oversells. I mean, let's be honest. They all oversell. That's I how you make it in the business, kid. Overselling. Jim Cornette told me they don't, they don't sell enough. You listen to Jim Cornette? I just hear when people yell at him. Oh, okay. And... Anyways, moving on. We get a Bert Baker promo where she uh, just drops some lines about Saudi Arabia and blood money and Steven Spaghetti just out here just dropping second deck dick. Right now, I'll just love to see it, Dominic. Wow, he plays when fucking I'm not this. That's okay. The A's are up eight to four right now on the top of the 11th. So we all know they're going to give up four runs at the bottom of the 11th. That should be fun. Uh, The Britt Baker promo, Dominic. Uh, Rebel, Reba, Rebecca, back there, uh, blew her knee out. She uh, got got the crutch. So hopefully she's she's doing better. She was kind of like making some boo-boo faces behind Britt. I don't know if that's kind of building to anything or she was just kind of having fun. Uh, the, The line about Saudi Arabia kind of did come out of nowhere when talking about Vicky Guerrero, but 
cool, I guess. Cool. I mean, she she's definitely the heart and soul of the women's division. So I'm going to give her kudos to that. Um, Rebel, Reba, Rebecca, Robert, whatever her name is. I think it's not building. I think it's just her being her. So don't don't read into it too much, buddy. We get the debut of Andrade El Idolo. He defeats Matt Seidel pretty convincingly, you know, pretty quick. Uh, they really put over the fact that Seidel was a number five ranked. So, you know, Andrade is going to get in there. He's a heel, but uh, maybe setting up a heel for uh, Hangman Page when he becomes champion. I mean, I don't know. Uh, thoughts on the match debut? I mean, nothing really to it, but uh, just everything was the, good. The first step. Everything was good. The one thing that I have to ask, and then we can move on. Are we going to see him face Miro or, you know, like Mox? I mean, like, when, when, okay, well, he will face Moxley eventually. But, I mean, are we going to see, like, are you still as excited to see them wrestle like Andrade and Moxley as you were when they were in WWE? Or are you just kind of like, whatever about it since you've seen it before? I mean, I, I it all just depends on the story. Like, I think they can have much better matches in AEW than in WWE. If the story is a, it's a good one, if it makes sense, if it, you know, there's good promos and everything of that nature, I, I don't have a problem with it. Like right now, I was going to bring this up, but we have Christian Cage and Matt Hardy. They're going to have a match next week. They're not my favorite wrestlers in the world. They've had a little bit of a story. It's, you know, a couple week build. This should be the blow off. Obviously, the I think the real story is christian and jungle boy so that's why i'm not going to be too angry about this match taking place next week but i obviously don't want to see a best of seven between these two guys and because you put it in the universe it's going to happen i mean i it's not that i don't want to see it i've never really been like I'm, i guess i'm kind of like you i'm not really big fans of them i liked them better in the tag teams um if i had to pick one i'd rather pick matt but it's not really saying much, honestly. So then we get uh, Tony Schiavone in the middle of the ring, randomly interviewing Arn Anderson about like the tag team match that happened two weeks ago with his son. I don't know why they were do what the plan was to do this, but uh, then the lights go out, which did happen a couple times during the show. So some technical difficulties, some weather apparently going on, messing with the lights. But this time when the lights went back on, it was Malachi Black, not Tommy and not Alistair Black, but Malachi Black still selling the eye injury from a couple months ago. Obviously, that was intentional. And I think it's, it's it is a really cool look. I will give him that uh, Black Mask to double A, Black Mask to Cody. Now we're on the road to Aleister Black, Malachi Black, and Cody Rhodes. Two more WWE guys, but they did not cross paths. Is Cody going to go over on him, you think? I don't know. I think... I don't just... think... I, I think if Cody wins, it kind of makes it pointless for Malachi to be there, honestly. They've been very selective on what Cody does. I mean, he lost to... QT, but it was technically he loses to a go-go, lost to MJF, and then really besides that, he does he doesn't lose too often. So if we are gonna like pick one, and this was like an all-out, and if we're kind of building the card, you know, you have Hangman beat Kenny, and you're trying to like put in a heel win, I would say you have Malachi Black get the win. I mean, I don't even know if he's a heel. I mean, I would assume he's a heel. 
I mean, dude, but he's everybody's gonna get going over. fucking bananas for him. So, I mean, they might try to make him a heel, but he's going to be a face. Yeah, so, I, I mean, ex- what are you expecting from Malachi Black? I mean, obviously, we're big fans of him. Now the, the reins are off, so to speak. Do we get a promo from him next week? Do we maybe kind of do recaps and then maybe build to something in two weeks? Or what do you think is going to go on? And what do you think his character is? Sorry to talk without my microphone being unmuted. Um, I, th- I think you'll get – he's going to stay quiet for a minute. He'll have some things, and then eventually he'll break his silence, and it's going to be, you know, depending on what it is, maybe he attacks more Nightmare Family people. Maybe he goes after Cody a little bit more. I think that that's the, where we're going, and we're going to lead to All Out. Uh, we get a mixed tag match. Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander defeating the Blade and the Bunny. Uh, very confusing. Well, not confusing, but they didn't like outright say, you know, men versus men, women versus women. But that's ended up what was happening. I, I can kind of feel Jim Ross was kind of worried that we were going to get some intergender wrestling. But uh, that never took place. It was probably the low point of the show. A little clunky. And uh, the baby faces get the win. So good for them, right? Who doesn't love a clunky match? Everyone loves a clunky match. Then in the main event, the Young Bucks take on Penta and Eddie Kingston tag titles on the line in a street fight. The Young Bucks breaking out their best jorts. No mustaches. Uh, that one, that sucks. I know they lost with the mustaches, so I understand you got to shave them off. Uh, this match wasn't my favorite. I did enjoy their match last week more. A lot more interference uh, than last week. But uh, for what it was, you know, it was fun. Got over with the crowd. So I can't, can't hate on it too much, but this definitely was not my favorite Young Bucks match or that, Young Bucks match involving Penta or involving Eddie Kingston. But that's what we, that's what we said last week was they have a fucking five-star, four-star match, and when they come back to it in the following week for the titles, it's going to suck. That's just how they do it, and that's what really sucks about, in my opinion, that's what happens with a lot of these matches in AEW is the first meeting or the non-title meeting, you're like, damn, that's a killer match. And when it comes to the title match, you're like, fuck, that was very lackluster. So it it, it hurt a little bit. So once again, Dominic, because what you're telling me is AEW is straight garbage. It's better than Raw. At least we can clear that very credit card low bar. Anyways, that is it. We're finally Yay! done. Yay, Dominic can go spend time with his loving Fiance. Uh, when's that a uh, Tahoe wedding, Dominic? Brandon wants to know when's the Tahoe wedding. Whose wedding? Our wedding. When's our Tahoe wedding? Tahoe. Yeah. Is he gonna pay for it? Are you gonna pay for it? Well, apparently someone just fucking filthy rich, and they so invited apparently me. Somebody's f- filthy rich. Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon, right? Oh, now I'm. Now, I mean, I'm. I'm, I'm I'm getting those I'm getting those taxed uh, paychecks now, so I'm not filthy rich anymore. Oh, gonna get married next weekend on someone's birthday, and then whenever we celebrate our anniversary, I'm gonna be like, "Hey, you want to go celebrate our anniversary?" And he's like, "Or oh, my birthday?" I'm gonna say, "But it's our anniversary because it's my birthday, and we're gonna fight." Not us, you and the studio audience. Because you guys always no no. You guys, no, no. I'm sorry, you guys never fight. It's gonna it's not gonna be you and me. It's not gonna be me in the studio audience is going to be you in the studio audience fighting and we all know who's going to win that fight studio audience looking up at the lights brother gotta go oh shit what are you saying studio audience look 
fucking up at the lights, aka he gonna knock the shit out of you and you're gonna be laying on your back. Consensually. Does he know who he's talking to? Do you know who you're talking to, she said? Yes, because I definitely said I was gonna knock her out. He Taking said, I'm gonna con- knock you out. That's <laughs> non consensually. Non consensually. <laughs> All right. If you want to be like Mr. X, or you know, actually, that's the only one because no one else wants to send questions because somebody had a question a long time ago and somebody didn't read the Instagram like a dick. So if you want to be like Mr. X, email us curveballncs at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, curveballs and CS, Twitter, curveballs and CS, Facebook, curveballs and chair shots. Brandon, anything else? Look at you. We maybe this time I'll actually put the link tree down in the description. I'm kind of messed up on that one, but I will follow us everywhere else. We're on uh, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Dominic said all that shit already, but uh, it's in MySpace, a nice little, Bumble, Tinder, a, you know, Grinder, Tinder, Hoagies, Honey, Hinge, Pornhub, OnlyFans, Togos, X Factor, X Videos, Safeway, Luckies, the bowling alley down the street. Blockbuster, Hollywood video. Dominic, you a Blockbuster or Hollywood video family? Hollywood video. Okay. Hollywood video, same, because, you know, we're trashy and it's also just right down the street. So Exactly. That will do it for us for today. Thank you all very much. Thanks to Mr. X, the studio audience, and the dogs barking in the background, giving them our, uh, their two cents, and everybody in between. And Digimon sucks. And Digimon does suck, and Dominic has got fatty ribs. Goodbye and good night. Uh, bye-bye. <laughs>